0: Well, let me speak directly to the non-essential Businesses that are still operating against The law and still requiring people to Come into work and still putting Everybody at risk You know who you are You need to stop it This is your chance to step up and to shut it down Because if you don't We will shut you down <laughs>
1: The governor of California sets a gangster <laughs>
0: no, That was amazing
1: Oh my God, Gina played me that last night, and man, the guy's got some balls, and I love it. I think it's awesome, you know? Uh, I was thinking that the other day when I uh, went out to do some essential shopping, and uh, I wore my, because uh, I don't have a actual mask, so I have a bandana, so I wore my red bandana, and I looked like I was going to rob the store <laughs> <laughs> with my black latex gloves on. Good. And uh, I ended up going into CVS and there was this store that was the coffee shop that was open and the dude was just like, come in, I'll serve you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not coming in. It kind of goes against everything here, man. Like, uh, it's bad enough that they just extended our, our prison sentence last night uh we're now trapped in uh los angeles until april 19th right is that worldwide liam or is that just los angeles
0: um let me see because that when when did they announce that
1: that was last night dude you haven't heard this yet
0: no no, this no. Is look man oh, yeah. i did so much research and then i was like yesterday you know what i'm actually going to try to catch up on my own personal projects and <laughs> apparently that was the day that they were like fuck you we're gonna give all the info all right. So no, no. I we heard just
1: you. heard we heard that last night. We heard that last night that uh they have unfortunately decided that they're going to extend our stay um and uh the quarantine because things uh is pretty they're pretty bad out there right now as far as uh specific areas like if you were living in New York, New York has had quite an intense outbreak. Um, And uh, Los Angeles is supposedly close behind with this thing. And uh, I just want to welcome you guys. This is uh, the second episode of our special Friday episode COVID coronavirus uh, updating episode. And I just want to say right off the bat, um, you're in the wrong place if you're looking to continue to have your anxiety fueled. If you're looking for that dopamine hit on how terrible everything's going to be and how horrible our existence is, this isn't the podcast for you. What we're trying to do with this uh, special mini-series is give you a bit of inspiration, give you a bit of insight into how you can stay sane during our now extended stay, uh, trapped in our homes. And I know a lot of you listening uh, some of you are coming over from our regular podcasts. Some of you are filmmakers, some of you are photographers, some, most of you are artists, but there are a lot of new listeners and I'm putting this episode out there or this, this uh, podcast out there for people that aren't just working in the industry. Uh, these are episodes for people that, like anybody else, are trapped in their homes and they're looking for ways to stay sane. They're looking for ways to keep from going crazy, looking for ways to keep from murdering their girlfriends uh, and best friends, and uh, trying to find uh, a purpose. And uh, before we get into it, before we get started, I want to uh, welcome Liam to the show with us. Hello, Liam.
0: Hello. (laughs) Uh. Dude, every time I say hi. I I love what I throw... Jesus fucking Christ. It's every goddamn time.
1: I love it when I send it to you and you're just like, hello,
0: hello. It's like you've been caught
1: red-handed doing something. I have.
0: What do you want me to say? (laughs) Hey, Mike, thanks for getting... Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we're back Like, nah, hi, hello. (laughs) Jesus.
1: And so uh, we'll get to it uh, towards the back end of the episode, but one of the things that, uh, besides giving you some inspiration... One of the things that we will do on this show is keep you up to date on what's happening um, with uh, the financial support that uh, the uh, government is supposedly throwing our way. And uh, it's a little bit more difficult for those of us that are freelancers and those of us that are uh, independent contractors. Um, So we have some information. We'll throw you some information at the end of the episode. But before we get to that, let's just talk about... Um, what I'm doing to stay sane, I think that's the only way I can do this because I'm not gonna give you answers. Everybody has their different techniques, everybody has their different systems. Um, but I can just tell you what it is that I'm doing and the people that I know are doing. Um I talked briefly about it on the last episode, but I feel like we should go into it in more detail. Uh I think one of the most important things that I'm doing to keep myself from going crazy, uh is that I'm treating it like I would any other week. Um, And it's a little bit easier being a freelancer because there are times where we're literally not working for long stints uh, and we're kind of trapped in the house. And so what I like to do at the beginning of the week on Mondays is give myself a weekly to-do list. I'll give myself a list of all these things that I need to get done. Um, And from my point, it's because I got this podcast, I actually have... A bunch of episodes i have to record i have a bunch of updates i have to do a bunch of social media networking that i have to do but also i'm in the process of doing post-production on a brand new piece a brand new knife video let me adjust this little guy here brand new knife video for dale strong so i've been doing a bunch of edits for them was that and, phone? Uh, I'm a no that wasn't my phone that was my computer All Clinging. Right. That wasn't my phone I'm i know you want to catch
0: an alert man <laughs>
1: I know you want to catch me. See, Liam has got uh, the reputation now with all of the listeners, the the rightful (laughs) reputation Uh, of being the guy who leaves his phone on
0: during broadcasts. Happens one fucking time.
1: My phone is on mute. It is muted, Liam. Uh, So that wasn't my phone. Um, Anyway. It's the uh, bridge So if... (laughs) If, uh, if, uh, so what I was, what was I talking about before you rudely interrupted me? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, to-do lists. So basically make yourself a to-do list and here's the trick behind to-do lists. Don't just put big things on them. Outline everything you need to get done. So if there's a simple task like doing your laundry on Wednesday, put that on there. If there's tasks like, um, Uh, paying your internet bill, uh, make sure that you texture your to-do list with large things and small things because you're ultimately going to feel like you're accomplishing something. If your to-do list is like giant projects, like uh, write a feature film, uh, then you're just going to be fucking depressed because there's no way you're going to have that feature film written by the end of the week. Okay? So, and when you do have something that big, like write a feature film, continue to break it down even further right so what is the process for writing a feature film have you uh done your research what sort of research are you doing like i am in the process of prepping something right now and i need to get myself in the mood uh tonally for it so i have a list of movies that i need to watch so i've got a list of about 20 to 30 different movies some that i've seen some that i haven't seen some that i'm watching multiple times If you have been following my Instagram, you saw that I did a post about uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I've been really deep in examining uh, Spielberg's blocking techniques. Um, And his stuff is so good that I actually have to watch it six or seven times to keep myself from getting lost in the movie so that I'm actually watching his technique. Um, It's a fun research thing. It's a lot of fun to do. It's something that I need to do as a director, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way for you. Maybe you want to uh, get better at baking, right? This is a big thing that's going on right now. There's a bunch of people that are like diving deep into baking bread because they have time to do it. Um, And that is a science within itself. And so are you doing the research on that? Are you watching videos? Are you pulling that stuff together? Um, Maybe some of you uh, want to... uh, you know what? A, yeah, I was just talking to Crudo about it last night. Liam, uh, he's been getting advertisements for it, uh, and it's something that I've been fascinating with. It's lock picking. Have you seen this shit?
0: Uh, I saw it on his uh, Instagram story,
1: dude. I think it's so funny that he got uh, that uh, that he's part of that algorithm because like a couple of months ago, I got lost in that too. The art of lock picking and getting like a lock picking kit and actually trying to figure that stuff out—it's fascinating.
0: Do you have a bump
1: key? It's fascinating how that works. i i i kind of want to get one uh i kind of want to go through the process because you can actually download a kit that is like a like a lock bolt system and then you can practice on that system and try to figure out how it works um it's interesting shit like having sort of a mechanical background i kind of understand how locks work in general but it's it's fascinating how there's a craft to it and how quickly it can get done and the tools and everything are really interesting um I might do a little research for a movie with it, but I think it's, it's fun. And I think in general, you guys should be looking at this time as, uh, uh, an excuse to try out those things that you've always wanted to try out. Being an optimist, I think at the back end of this, you're going to see a lot of people walking out, um, with new ideas for career paths with, with a new outlook on life on what is important in their life. Um, And uh, make sure that you're putting on your to-do list those things that you've always wanted to try. Or if there's something that you're curious about, throw it on there. It's super important to have a list of things that you can go through and check off because there are a thousand different reasons at any second during the day for you to be distracted. And most of that distraction is bullshit. Most of that distraction is like social media online distraction, or getting lost in that Google COVID fucking feed, which is a goddamn fear-monging frenzy. I don't know if you've noticed that, Liam, but whenever you look at the news feed for that shit, that clickbait fucking fear shit is out of control right now. Have you noticed it?
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you added me because that's fucking ridiculous. Um, Yeah, that's my entire (laughs) Facebook feed right now, and I'm losing my mind. Every day I'm losing my fucking mind.
1: And half that shit is just bullshit. Like, look, there's a lot of serious facts out there and there's a lot of serious stuff that exists, but just the slight manipulation in the title of that feed, just the slight manipulation in how they're doing things like, you know, 21 year old girl dies and all these different things. They're specifically targeting your fears to get you to click on that stuff. And then you try to read through the article and the articles pretty much fluff bullshit. We go through it and you're like, you're not really telling me anything new. Oh, there was someone that died; she's 21 years old, and I can't really confirm whether or not it had something to do with. Well, what the fuck am I reading this article for? And I think half the time they're expecting you not to click on the article; they're expecting you to just scroll through that news feed. Dude,
0: it's which is interesting. My news feed isn't even articles; it's literally just people posting memes, and they're not even memes. They're just it's the thing where I get it's just words on a solid background that are like three sentences where. Woman dies, who's to blame coronavirus or some shit like that. And it's like, dude, this is it. Why are you sharing this? This is just fear. Uh. Yep. It's dangerous. It's
1: dangerous. And what you need to do, what I would suggest you do, let me rephrase that. What I would suggest you do is only schedule a certain time of the day to look at that stuff and don't do it in the morning, right? So if you've created your to-do list. And you have a list of things that you want to get through that during that week. Pick things for each day. Give yourself a day to work on these different things. Give, if you want to be super detailed, give yourself hours to work on specific things. Uh, with all the stuff that I'm working on right now, I actually have to go hourly with shit where it's like I have three hours to do this and two hours to do that and an hour to do this. It's the only way I can make it through the day. I try not to go online and look at this stuff that's happening until later in the day. It's generally around five o'clock because if you do it in the morning, it is going to affect your outlook on that entire day, right? So let's say that you're feeding that fucking dopamine frenzy that we're all in right now with a bunch of bullshit. Well, not even bullshit, just scare tactic shit. That is going to affect your mindset for the entire day. So if you're going to try anything creative, if you're going to try anything uh, healthy, That's going to be running in the back of your mind. And I know we're all afraid. I know we're all scared about the future, what's happening. But a lot of this shit is well beyond our control. And when it is time for it to be within our control, they're going to contact you. Literally, Gina got a phone call last night telling us what we needed to do. We didn't have to look it up. The fucking phone rang. They called us and told us what we needed to do. So just remember that. You're not going to miss out on something that's important. It will still come to you. So don't feel like you need to be a slave to this system, to this fucking feed. You don't. And those of you who are like, Mike, you don't know what you're talking about. You're part of that fucking fueling process that's happening. Step out of it. Because we're, dude, we're, we're locked up until fucking April. So let's step out of it. Let's find a way for us to be healthy and find a way for us to be happy in the scenario that we're in. Um, What are you doing right now, Liam, to stay happy and healthy?
0: I'm not. Why not, dude? No, no, I, I'm, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about any of this crap, but I, I've been working out every day since I got to Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, we're doing all right. We're. My buddy and I, uh, well, my roommate and I just went for a run um, around the block, which we had to stay six feet away from everybody. That's, all right, this is a question because I'm being told, you know, uh, stay inside, stay away from people, don't go and do any of that stuff. And then we're being told, well, these are ways that you can uh, enjoy yourself while not uh, seeing other people, which is go for a walk, do these things. How the hell are we supposed to do that when we're in the middle of the city? Like, am I am I breaking quarantine by going for a run around the block?
1: Well, according to the message that they left us last night, no. So, according to the message from, I think it was from California, um, you're allowed to walk in your neighborhood. You're allowed to go out and mix. Let's get to the let's get to the root of it, right? Yeah. Ultimately, they're trying to contain this virus at a level that the hospitals can manage, because we're all gonna get sick, right? That's pretty much the reality. Most of us are gonna get it. And most of us are gonna get it in the form of a flu or a a virus that is gonna knock you on your ass for a few days, go to sleep, stay hydrated, work your way through it, and you're gonna come out of the back end. There is a group of people that are gonna have a lot more trouble with that. It's dependent upon your uh, health background, your age, all that stuff. And ultimately, from what I understand, it comes down to you essentially drowning in your lungs. So like if you are somebody that has breathing problems, if you're someone that has a low immune system and your lungs start to close up, they start to fill with fluid, you have to be put on a respirator. You have to be put on a system in a hospital that'll help you and assist you to breathe. Now being put on a respirator, uh, there's a lot of risk for damage and scar tissue because it's forcing air into your um your little bronchial branches and that can scar and over inflate those things. So it's a very dangerous thing to be on a respirator to begin with. But the concern is that this virus spreads so quickly that people get sick so quickly that there's not going to be enough hospital beds for people that do need that. So that's why they're trying to keep us separated. But you going out for a run, you not sharing a drink, you not coughing on somebody, you making sure that you're not close enough to be receiving germs and spreading those germs that's reasonable i think that they have to go off the deep end with it and confine us all to our homes because let's be honest about it us as a populace individuals are great people us as a fucking populace like a human population we're a bunch of idiots we really don't take warning well we don't take direction well we don't like authority especially americans we don't like authority uh case in point all those uh, douchebags down fucking on spring break um so they have to do this they have to make it this extreme in order for us to uh put a put a cap on this because out of the goodness of each, each other's hearts everybody at the end of the day is selfish one way or another so there's going to hit a point where they're like well if they're not making me stay in my house then i'll just go to that fucking coffee shop right i'll go <laughs> open my business because i'm going to be you know i'm going to be out of money soon you know
0: yeah, it's the men in black situation.
1: Oh, fascinating, yeah. <laughs>
0: it totally is. Right. A person is Ooh. smart, people are dumb, scared, all that stuff. Um there yeah, it's true. To to clarify something, um one of my notes cuz I sent you that list of all the things that I could talk about um on here, one of them is a really great video explaining the coronavirus and like what you should do and all that stuff. It's on YouTube. Oh. It's by a Kurgus 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 Scott whatever I don't know it's a crazy ass name that I can never produce but uh, they do great animated tutorials and explainer videos Um, they do a lot of educational stuff and they just released this coronavirus explain video it's amazing I've been sending it to a lot of people
1: oh cool I gotta watch it man
0: yeah fascinating yeah I'll add a link in here but I'll also send it directly to you
1: yeah yeah I mean I think the, the goal here is to stay in touch enough to be educated, stay in touch enough to know what it is that you need to know. But at the end of the day, let's tackle this anxiety. Let's tackle this fear. I mean, cause it's preying on the, we all have the fear of death, right? We all are afraid of dying. And so when, at the end of the day, uh, when we are feeling threatened, when that fear of death becomes a real thing, something that we can't hide, And something that we can't push down inside and cover up with a bunch of other stuff. I'm super young. It doesn't matter. It's way off in the distance. It doesn't really matter. I don't have to deal with it. Uh, When you have an event like this, it brings it back to the surface. It brings that anxiety to the surface. And with that anxiety, uh, you have all sorts of chemicals being pumped into your system internally, which are giving you rushes, which are giving you adrenaline, which are giving you dopamine. And so we become addicted to these things. And it's very easy to become addicted to this system, every day, waking up and looking at this stuff and reading about this stuff and putting yourself in a bad boat. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But in the back end of this, if you walk out and you don't feel like you have bettered yourself in any way, you feel like you've wasted your time, and you just walk out of the back end of this with all this anxiety, it's your fucking fault. Um, and that's the truth of it. So what I suggest you do, and what I su- what I'm doing is... I'm taking every day, I'm taking my list of things that I need to get done and tackling them. The best part about all of this is that we're all in the same fucking boat. So everybody's out of work. Everybody has all this free time. There aren't deadlines. As freelancers, we usually are dealing with deadlines. We're usually struggling to get out there to finish a job and then doing a pitch for another job. And like that takes fucking time. Writing treatments, writing up stuff takes all this fucking time. Uh, we don't have those things weighing us down right now, which is great. For me, it's really cool because I get to prep one of these big projects that I'm working on, which literally requires me to do what I'm doing right now, quarantine myself and shut myself off from the rest of the world and just tackle these ideas. Even when you, when you with editing, that's one of the reasons why you haven't heard from me in a day, Liam, is that when you're cutting, you're trying to find that sense of pacing You're trying to find that sense of storytelling pacing. And every time you get a fucking phone call, every time someone walks in the room, they break that pacing. And so it's generally really complicated to be able to edit a decent piece without quarantining yourself, without locking yourself in a room and allowing yourself a good eight to 12 fucking hours just to try to figure these things out. We have that now. So those of you who are filmmakers that are listening at home and you have that project that has been sitting on your hard drive and you haven't had time to tackle it, tackle it now. Dig into it. Finish all those unfinished projects. There's no reason, you have no excuse not to get into them right now. Um, you're working on a bunch of stuff right now too, right, Lama? You, you're cutting something additional to doing all the hard work that you've been doing on the show. What else are you working on?
0: Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, so I'm also working on a project for school because I uh, am technically still in my last uh, semester for senior year, and uh, it's it's fun. It's a it, it's choose your own adventure kind of thing, similar to like Bandersnatch on Netflix. I basically saw that and said, "Ooh, I want to make something like that," and uh, I tried to make it as my senior thesis. So
1: good, yeah, we're that's awesome, cool. dude. Yeah, That's cool. Um, the other thing that a lot of people are doing, which uh, I know Gina's been doing with a bunch of her friends, um, they've been setting up Google Hangouts and they've been playing games over the internet. They've been trying to have uh, really good human contact stuff. And you know what's really funny is I feel like people are, this has actually been healthy for a lot of the populace because I feel like people are now, because they're not, not allowed to have it, they're now craving human contact as opposed to before, where I feel like everybody was sort of like on their fucking phones all the time and they really weren't talking with each other. You're seeing sort of like this back end, this resurgence of people going like, I want to do communal things again. I want to hang out with my friends. I want um, to be in the same space with people. And it reminds us that we are communal creatures, Right. We are people that need other people around us. We need that feedback uh, to keep us from going insane. And there are a lot of really good options for out for that stuff out there. There are a bunch of good chat programs out there. I was doing the research on uh, shared movie stuff. I know Netflix is now doing a shared movie time thing. I forget what they're calling it. Um, but it's essentially you can watch movies with a bunch of other friends and chat with each other in sort of like an AIM chat uh, engine which is kind of cool and there are a couple other programs out there uh, that will do uh, voice stuff so you guys can talk to each other i'm trying to figure out a way to do that i because it's a licensing issue you can't really broadcast a movie without the rights to broadcast a movie and if you're broadcasting a movie over the internet you're dealing with that but uh, i'm going to try to find a way to uh watch a movie with a bunch of people because i there's a bunch of really cool movies out there that uh, I think people should see and uh, it would be fun to sit and uh, have some beers remotely and uh, watch some flicks together. Um, but uh, I, like I'm still doing the research. So if any of you are listening and you guys have a great program for that, if you guys have a good suggestion for that, uh, feel free to reach out on Instagram at Mike Pachy or at in Love with the Process pod. Uh, send me some of the programs. Send me some of the suggestions that you're doing. I'd love to hear the different uh, ways that you guys are reaching out to your friends and family and how you guys are spending time together um, and doing some fun stuff. And in general, just write to me on those outlets and tell me what it is that's on your fucking to do list. Let me know what you're working on. I've uh, seen a bunch of really cool bed, bre- uh, bed breaking, bread making videos um i know that me and my barbecue boys uh my group of barbecue uh friends uh we're trying different barbecue techniques i might actually try something this weekend liam i'm hopefully i can get my hands on beef short ribs in this time it's going to be kind of tough but i think i want to do like an eight hour beef short rib smoke session uh i've always wanted to sort of tackle that and since we got the fucking time i think it's a good thing you know hell yeah what are you eating these days? Are you just doing takeout, or are you guys cooking over
0: there? Oh no, we're cooking. We're um, good. Yeah, my my roommates downstairs, who are my buddies, they uh, they got all this stuff to make broth, so we're cooking that up. I'm making a bunch of noodles and stuff. We're marinating uh, chicken and throwing that on the uh, well in the pan. So we're we're having a lot of fun with all that stuff. Uh, I just posted on Snapchat. At, like the other night I got home late and I made myself a, uh, tuna and Dorito sandwich. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> how was
0: that? It was awful. Cause we don't have Mayo <laughs> and I got called out. <laughs> I got called out for not putting <sighs> Mayo on it. I was like, I know, but we threw Sriracha and uh, adoba seasoning on it. It was, it was awful, but like it was one of those midnight snacks that's, it was worth it. It was, do you
1: have, like, uh, you probably, you guys taste are like buds? a bachelor.
0: No, right no, now. I don't have taste buds.
1: I, I was going to say, do you guys have like olive oil? Do you guys have, we do, we have all that uh, stuff. Yeah. Why did you fucking do that? Dude, the best way to do tuna. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get into this. All right. Uh, what popular belief is, uh, mayo and tuna is the most boring fucking way to do tuna fish. Uh, the way I like to do tuna fish sandwich is I'll do canned tuna white, flaky tuna because there's some reason i like that texture um if you have it we'll get fancy and I, most people don't have it if you have it have capers i'll usually cut up a um a carrot some celery some scallions and then if you got olive oil you could do a little olive oil i'll do mustard so i'll do like a dijon like a light run of like dijon mustard in there and if i need some uh, more uh, fluid, some more substance for it. I will use like uh, maybe a salad dressing. I've got like a yogurt dressing. I'll use like a little bit of yogurt dressing, and then you just toss it. So it's not like soaked in fucking mayo. It's more of like a Mediterranean tuna salad. Um, it's fucking delicious. So next time, try that. Just throw a little bit of olive oil, throw a little bit of vinegar in there to cut the oil a bit. Um, and you can either do the vinegar through adding vinegar or you can cut up like pickles and throw pickles in there. You can throw some brine items. You can throw like olives and stuff in there or capers. Um, and it's really fucking good. It's the way I like to make tuna. What do you think of
0: that? <laughs> I mean, when when do you add the Doritos? I I
1: am into that. You're into it. I'm into it because I, I like to... No, yeah, totally. I like to take... Um, like really uh, shitty Lay's potato chips and throw those on top because it adds yeah. that texture. That's the it game changer. Adds change. that salty crunch. Yeah, fuck
0: yeah. Yeah, dude. no, I we don't totally. we don't have Lay's in the house right now, but just regular salted Lay's potato chips is like the go-to for me when I'm making a sandwich. Hell yeah, that hell yeah, man. I like real talk that and an egg.
1: Ooh, in what a tuna.
0: No, no, because I don't even normally eat tuna sandwiches. It's just because it's canned. That's what we have. Um,
1: ah. But
0: normally I, I go for, I like get like the uh, chicken, mayo, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Lay's potato chips, uh, and egg on it, and then I'll throw hot sauce on it. And that's like my five minute meal.
1: You should try, um, you should try pickling some stuff. One of my favorite things to do is, uh, uh, is like pickle red onions. And, uh, if you, it's the fastest thing to do, you can actually look it up online. The recipe is really simple. Really all you need is some sugar. You need some, uh, vinegar, some salt, and then, uh, some spices. If you want to throw some spices in there and you basically, uh, heat it up, take a red onion, cut it up and you can do like a hot brine. So you take a red onion, you take all that stuff, you pour it in a, a mason jar, if you've got a mason jar, you can do it in Tupperware. If you've got Tupperware, uh, pour it in there. Let it sit in the brine. And really, you only need about four hours, generally about, you can probably do it shorter than that, four hours, um, and then you'll get these sweet uh, vinegary pickled red onions, which work really well if you're having a uh, meat, like a fatty meat, or if you're having um like a tuna fish sandwich, something that you just need that little bit of kick. You need that little bit of vinegar to cut through the fat and give you that flavor profile. Um, and dude, it's one of my favorite things. Like, a, I like to pickle those and leave them in the fridge because uh, you can transform any fucking sandwich into something amazing with it. Um, and I, I think it's good that we're talking about food. I know we're getting off on 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 a little bit of a tangent here, but. I think the one thing that we all have in common, all of us, everybody listening, is that we love to eat. We need to eat. We need, sus- we need the substance. We need to be able to breathe and all that crap. So food is so fucking important to us. And there are so many people out there who have been like, look, I don't know how to cook. I don't like to cook. I don't have time to cook. Well, that's you have all the time in the fucking world right now to learn this shit. And I know a lot of you out there are like, look, well, finance is going to get tough, which they are. Finance is going to get really tight right now. So I really don't have the money to do things that are fancy. I don't have the money to spend on this stuff. I'm just getting takeout. And that's kind of what I can afford. Do yourself a favor and examine your bill next time you get takeout. Those of you that order from fucking Uber Eats, which we did the other night, look at what they do sometimes they jack up the prices of the food on the menu plus you're spending how much for a fucking delivery fee i we ordered fucking thai food the other night and got a couple of dishes and it was a goddamn 70 dollar tab for fucking thai food so i know it's important to support restaurants and industries right now it totally is if you can contact those restaurants directly and order their food directly through them and not use like an uber eats or use a grubhub that's better because it's going to cut down on the cost for you and put the money directly into their pockets, which I think is important. Um, but also look at how much you're spending. What we're trying to do here at our place is we're trying to order out maybe once or twice a week. It helps support the industry or help support the, um, the, uh, the current, con- but Jesus Christ, my brain just People. Stopped. It helps support people. Economy was the word I was looking for. It helps support the economy. Um, And it also adds a little bit of, uh, you know, change up to your daily routine. But cooking is more cost effective and cooking is more fun. And right now, most of the stuff that you're getting delivery, I say this to, we said, we talked about this last night. You have to be really specific about what you're ordering because the delivery times are so long right now. It's like 50 minutes for our food to get to us last night. And at that point, anything that you're ordering is essentially just steaming. It's just steaming in whatever bag it's coming in. So if you're ordering something that's supposed to be crispy, if you're ordering something that uh, you want to have a bit more of a texture to it, you're not going to get that through delivery. Like uh, normally I'd get pho, but I'm, I haven't been ordering pho lately because the noodles just come as this like smash little block. I'm on a tangent, but Look into making meals. Look into cooking these things because the best food that you're going to have is the food that you're going to make for yourself right now. A hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be a high-budget meal. Like, I'm a firm believer my favorite food is sandwiches. My favorite fucking food are sandwiches. And you can make amazing sandwiches with barely anything. And I've talked about this on other episodes. um, Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I know a lot of you guys listening are like, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to make my way around the kitchen. I have anxiety about cooking. All right, master. Here's a here's, here's a lesson for you. Here's, here's some homework. Go master a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like master it and think about it. Think about what it is about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that you fucking love. Because we all have that in our history. Unless you're allergic to peanut butter. We all have that in our history, right? Our parents, our friends, somebody has made us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Maybe you're one of those people that needs to have all the crust cut off. Maybe you're one of those fucking weirdos that needs to just have the middle of the bread for your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, some of us like grape jelly. Some of us like strawberry jelly. Some of us like crunchy peanut butter. You got are you a crunchy peanut butter, dude. you goddamn what, what is right. your thing, Liam? No, you're goddamn yeah, right.
0: Man. Crunchy peanut butter. Fuck yeah.
1: Crunchy peanut butter is the shit. Um, make yourself a sandwich. And so I've done this in the past because I've been bored. <laughs> and I like to play with food. Um, and I actually spent some time trying to make the ultimate peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I've got a lot of shit for from friends of mine who are like, You're being too gourmet about this. I like my peanut butter and sandwich. Plain. I'm like, well, am I giving you shit for that? You're giving me shit about this. Fuck off. Anyway... Um, so here's what I've done, which I really like. I, I like to get uh, like a good, like a whole grain, like a really meaty bread. You know what I mean? Like a bread that's got some substance to it. Get yourself, go out there and buy yourself like a nice loaf of whole grain bread. Now, what I do, and this is going to cause some controversy, Liam. What I do is I freeze it. That. What's your response to freezing bread?
0: I've got a loaf of whole grain bread freezing in my freezer right now.
1: All right, good. So you're not gonna give me shit. Nope. And so I do I do wanna
0: <laughs> I actually wanna point out to people, right now I went into a store where all the bread was gone except for the whole grain. And oh hell yeah. And it's that's what we were going for. And it was it's a win. That's the stuff that's going that that is available right now.
1: Yeah, for some reason, everybody's like, I need white bread and ice cream. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, uh, so get yourself some whole, whole grain bread. So what I do is I freeze it. Now, here's why I freeze it. A, it lasts longer. B, I hate it when you're spreading your peanut butter, especially if you get like a really good, thick, chunky peanut butter, and you try to spread it on soft bread, and it just starts to mash the fucking bread around. I hate that shit. hate it. And I'm also a guy that likes cold foods. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot of, I I find a refreshment in there being some sort of cold element in what it is that I'm eating. So I freeze the bread, bring it out, lay it out, and in the amount of time that it takes you to make the sandwich, it's going to pretty much defrost. And what I'll do is I'll take peanut butter, and it could be a chunky, it could be regular, it doesn't make a difference. I'll take a peanut butter and I'll spread it to every corner of that bread and take your fucking time with it. And if you're making it for somebody else and they're sitting there watching you make it, you spreading to every one of those corners is that love and that attention to detail that's going to make that sandwich taste better than any other sandwich they've had. Just because they've watched you take the time to do it, right? So spread it to every corner of that bread. And then if I'm doing jelly, I'll take my jam. It depends, whatever mode that we're in, like maybe it's like a raspberry or or like a yeah probably raspberry so spread the raspberry to every corner on the other piece of bread so you have perfectly covered uh both sides of bread right then if you can find it pick yourself up if there is a market that has this stuff grab yourself some either fresh basil or if you're really clever get Thai basil cuz Thai basil is almost minty you can even get fresh mint Any of those three will work. Grab yourself some fresh basil, fresh Thai basil, and slice it really fucking thin and spread that on top. And I know the first question is like, oh, why would you put basil on bread? Do you like fucking Thai food? Do you eat Thai food? Because if you have Thai food, it's peanuts, it's basil, it's meat. They work really well together. So put your basil on the bread, and then I like to take salted peanuts and smash salted peanuts and put smashed salted peanuts on top of the peanut butter. That's why it doesn't make a difference if it's chunky or not. I just like that added salt and that texture that comes with dry peanuts. It's kind of like putting potato chips on a sandwich. Um, And then try that sandwich and let me know what you think. Like I said, you can write to me on Instagram and tell me, show me, send me some pictures of your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Craft these sandwiches. Spend time on these sandwiches. Slow down your world a little bit. Now that we're not all racing to meet deadlines, now that we're not all racing to get things done and we have these ultimate goals of our life that control us, spend some time, slow it down. It's one thing that they do really well in Europe when they take siestas for lunch, is they just slow everything down and it becomes about the moment. It becomes about staying centered and sane. I know you're listening to this and going, what the fuck? Why are you telling me about peanut butter fucking sandwiches and... God damn it, the world's ending, and what the fuck's happening? I'm telling you, dude, these little things that you do are going to put you in a better mood, are going to make you more receptive to information and to news, and it's going to be able to give you the brain function to be able to handle the stress and handle this anxiety. So, you're going to make some peanut butter jelly sandwiches, Liam?
0: I mean, I'm just, I'm amazed that you had a six minute like love <laughs> love sensual rant about PB&J's <laughs> I feel like if I tried to make one it would be cheating on you is really what it is the PB&J no. the PB&J would be finding a new lover after uh anybody else tries to do it after what I've just heard you talk about it like um no yeah well, PB no PB&J is the quintessential that's what we did we stocked up we got PB&J uh uh, stuff I don't know. I don't know if I would go with the raspberry jam. Um,
1: oh, what jam are you going for?
0: Man, I'm I'm a I'm just a jelly, you know, a grape jelly kind of guy. That's what it is.
1: Grape jelly is good. Yeah, Are you getting the the bullshit grape jelly? You getting like the old uh, Welsh's? Yeah. Uh, mostly sugar. Fuck yeah! Yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. the shit, man. I'd you know I believe that you were putting fucking Doritos in your sandwich. Goddamn right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not um, here
0: getting good ingredients.
1: Well, you know what surprises me, and this is something that um, we were looking at when I was doing documentaries on um, on uh, projects and inner city kids, and how brainwashed we are as a culture uh, to think that uh, the good food costs so much more, and you know the idea that it's cheaper to go buy a McDonald's meal. It's uh, the idea that it's cheaper. To go and um, just get fast food takeout, or get the big brands that are claiming to be cheaper because you can buy them in family family style, like um, as opposed to just dude, a fucking box of pasta is so cheap. And to make a good pasta meal, like if you're going to make a good Italian meal, something that you would spend uh, nineteen to twenty three dollars on in a in a fucking restaurant, whether it's just Olive oil, Uh, here's a good good recipe for you. If you want to make a good Italian pasta dish for cheap, spend the money on essentials that you can use for multiple dishes. Like go buy yourself, it may cost you like six bucks, seven bucks, but go buy yourself a block of like Romano or Parmesan because you can use that cheese in multiple dishes. So it's an initial investment. Buy yourself something like that. Buy yourself a can of capers. Buy yourself just these little uh, essentials for your cupboard that you can use for multiple dishes, essentially. And then if you want to make a good pasta dish, go buy yourself. It doesn't matter. You can go buy yourself a fucking uh, dried pasta, a spaghetti or fennuccine for what, like on sale, like a buck maybe, like a box a pound. Buy that. Have some olive oil. One of those essentials. Have some olive oil grab a package of frozen peas, and then if you go to any uh, deli or any butcher, they will usually have ends. So like when you have um, cold cuts, like if you see like uh, prosciutto cold cuts or ham, they'll have like the little end cuts that they can't do shit with because they're, they're not enough to sell. So you can always go ask the person at the deli, hey, do you have any ends? Do you have like a ham end? Or do you have a salami end or a prosciutto end? And they'll usually sell them for pretty cheap. You can, back at home in Boston, there was a place called Russo's, and they used to be able to buy like a prosciutto, like I a high cut of prosciutto end for like two bucks. Get that for two bucks, get a bag of frozen peas for like a buck and change, whatever it is. You're still under 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And you're talking about making a pound of pasta. So unless you're a fat asshole like I am, You can have that for two people, three people, if you're an L.A. eater, if you're a picker. Um, Take your pasta, boil your pasta, and then just take the olive oil, a little bit of basil, throw in, cut up into small pieces that little bit of meat, that little chunk that ends, sizzle that chunk down, and then throw the frozen peas on that, and literally toss that on the pasta with a little bit of Parmesan Romano cheese, and it'll blow your fucking mind. And it is super cheap. It's like under 20 bucks for a dinner that'll feed two, maybe three people and just be clever about it. And these recipes are everywhere. Like I think my two favorite places to look for cheap eats that are very flavorful are obviously in Italian food, um, but also in uh, Mediterranean food. And those places have healthy eats um, that won't really kill you. And uh they won't kill your budget um and they're fun to make because it doesn't really require precision it's not like baking where you have to have the perfect amount of ingredients and you have to do it for the perfect amount of time Uh, i love doing italian and mediterranean cooking because it's emotional cooking you can do it at your own pace and have a lot of fun and the meal that you get out of it is fucking really great um So I know we've talked about food a lot so far on the show, but like I said, it's important. And this is one of those things that we can all do. It's on my to-do list. I have two or three different meals that I'm going to make this week. I'm going to try to master this week. And if you're working on these things while you're in confinement, when we all get out, we're going to want to hang out. We're going to want to do social things. We're going to want to come over for barbecues. I'm going to master these things now under my my own little test kitchen with my roommates and Gina. And then uh, once I get a mastered, then I'll have people over and then they'll go, Well, how the fuck did you learn how to cook this? i will be like quarantine motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, what do you think Liam?
0: I feel like there are going to be so many quarantine cookbooks that are going to come out. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Totally. Totally. I think everybody's going to be super tired of seeing people cook things because everybody in their asshole is doing like live streams on like, this is how I make this. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, uh, and for some reason we're all obsessed with like the the shittiest junk food recipe. Like I can't believe that they were able to take, you know, uh, French toast and smash it into eggs and then put bacon on it and roll it over on itself. And it's like, I get it it's a fun thing to learn it's a fun thing to make but like study the essentials study like these fun little essentials that are easy and quick to do um and that are somewhat healthy um, and they just taste really great because normally we'd have to go out and get those things in a restaurant and at this point it's going to be months before we can go do that you're going to be months in like how many times can you order in fucking pizza how many times can you order in Chinese? It's going to be months before you have a really great meal cooked for you. So spend that time and cook it for yourself and uh, be really clever about budgeting it out. And you'd be surprised the things that you can find that are canned goods, sardines or capers or all these different things that you can grab off the shelf that will last in your cupboard. And uh, you can make magic with them. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of my rant on food and hopefully it inspires you guys uh, to find something to do there and hopefully that's on your to-do list. Um, And like I said, make sure that that to-do list has not only the big things that you want to tackle, not only those those big goals that we've all wanted to approach and we now have time to start slowly working on, but make sure you have small little things on there as well. You know, like I need to sew the hole in my pants. I need to do this or that. It's important. And I know you're chuckling at home going, what the fuck? This seems so rudimentary. It's not. Right now, a lot of people are not thinking about these things. And it's these little steps, these little steps that will help keep you sane and help keep you happy. Because we can all find happiness over the next few months um, by turning inward and really developing ourselves and developing our skills. And I'm trying to be specific about it because most of the time when someone gives you advice, they go, well, why don't you work on yourself? And you go, what the fuck does that mean? This is what that means. Try to learn some new techniques on making food. We'll get into something different in the next episode, but I think that's the big one for this. Um, All right, Liam, let's, I think it's time for us to check in. Let's check in on where we are with finances and where we are. With uh, the government helping us out, you've done some research. So, what do we want to talk about? But,
0: um, well, uh, we have a couple things. The big news is the fact that uh, the Senate tried to pass a recover uh, a financial aid uh, bill, and it got shot down in the House. Uh, and then the House tried to pass their well, they passed their own version of it, and it's currently in the Senate. So nobody's getting their twelve hundred bucks yet. But
1: oh, it it didn't go through. I thought I, I thought I heard it went through. It didn't go through yet.
0: No. Um. So there was one that like, basically there was there was a a base one that went through, got passed um in both houses, and then went and got signed, which was basically saying, hey, we're gonna provide aid. And then the question was, how do we provide aid? So the first is, you know, do we provide aid? And then the second one is, how do we provide aid? The how is what everybody's arguing about right now. And uh, okay. that's what my Facebook feed is filled with right now.
1: Oh, uh, I see. I see. Um, I <clears throat> d- there's a bunch of... Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I, no,
0: I just, I've got, I've got a quick update of like what things were passed. If you want me to go over that, okay, um, yeah, please. Basically, uh, small businesses must provide paid sick leave and/or family medical leave for any of your payroll workers, not contractors. Um, the government will pick up the cost of the paid leave. Blah blah blah. Uh, you're eligible for a ta- uh, for for free for freelancers though, and contractors. It looked like that um, people might be eligible for a tax credit. Of up to two weeks sick leave at your average pay and twelve weeks of family and medical leave at two thirds of your average pay. Um, hmm. That's what it's hmm. looking like. Like that's what they're hoping. That was that's the original idea. And then the same caps apply: five hundred eleven dollars and two hundred dollars per day. You must show you uh, had to comply with self isolation or care for family members. Uh, tax credits will be applied against your tax payments or you will get a rebate if your tax is lower than the credit. So basically, that means that, yeah, people were trying... Like, that That was the pitch. Everybody's getting money, but the money is coming out of their taxes for next year.
1: For what? The freelancers?
0: Uh, for pretty much everybody. But gig workers and independent contractors get the same benefits in the form of a tax credit.
1: Yeah, all these things are all over the place. Because I just heard that... And who the fuck knows what you can actually believe at this point? Like I just heard that they're supposedly going to, are they going to still be cutting checks for people? Are they going to cut like $1,200 checks? Well,
0: that's, that's what this is about. That's where this money's coming from. Uh, Yes. So so the money is being paid by the federal government. Here's a $1,200 check. Boom. And then it's, I don't have the number of how much it goes up to, but there's a certain number. I think it's capped at, and this is just me looking at like, reddit comments and stuff so i don't have it, any of that backed up but i think the top is a hundred thousand dollars um if you make over a hundred thousand dollars and if you make a two hundred thousand dollars as a couple joint uh huh. if you make anything less than that you're you're able to get uh the full 1200 and then it, it drops down the closer you get to that ceiling but uh, for the average person you get twelve hundred dollars however the twelve hundred dollars comes as a tax rebate for next year so if you in in next year's tax season you have to pay say twenty thousand uh in taxes and granted that's taken out of your uh income by your employer that unless
1: you're a freelancer unless you're unless you're a freelancer freelancer.
0: uh it would be it would be taken out of that so instead of owing twenty thousand, you now only owe, uh, whatever, like 1800 or something, but because that money was given to you or something, or it's, you owe, you owe, you owe that money. So it's 2100. Does that make sense? So instead of you're getting that money back. Uh,
1: yes. No, I've had, I've done, I've done tax credits before because there's a lot of filmmaking tax credits in places and, uh, you can either use that, uh, to help write down your, your uh, tax amount is it's basically a write-off so you can either use that as a write-off on your expenses um, but if you are at zero and you don't uh, have any more then they'll actually write you a check i've been written checks uh, based upon that before
0: and that yeah <clears throat> which is actually really good. that's what this is that that check is being written a year in advance
1: so interesting because i wonder And have you looked at this stuff recently because i'm looking at stuff right now And depending upon, dude, obviously just Google search. So I'm looking at the guardian, um, $1,200 stimulus checks for all what you need to know about the bailouts.
0: Um, now these are, these are, that's not like, that's the part that everybody is agreeing on should be part of it. Um, the frustrating part is all the other stuff. And if you want me to get into the actual politics of it, I can, but I, that's what I've been spending the last three days ranting about on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Stand by on that. Cause I'm reading this right now. Uh, what does the stimulus look like? The bill's worth, uh, two trillion will go to businesses, corporations directly in the pockets of Americans. It has six main components, direct payment to most Americans, uh, which I think is that up to $1,200. And I think it, they were saying that, uh, it's capping at like 75 grand annual income or 150 for couples. Yeah. uh, Let's see the two hundred fifty billion to boost our unemployment insurance, three hundred fifty for loans small businesses, uh, five hundred billion for aid hard hit industries like the airlines. I love the way they sneak that shit in, there. right? And
0: um, that's that's where the frustration starts coming in because the Republican. Well, I, I'm trying not to get really political, but the Senate said one thing, and the house said another and that's what they're arguing over. It's what how much yeah. money can go where and how do we know where it's going?
1: Well, because of the history of bailouts that we've had in the fucking past. Right. Um the plan is for individuals to get up to twelve hundred and married couples to get twenty four hundred, including five hundred dollars for each child, the size of the check will diminish gradually for those who whose income is above seventy-five thousand. While well, individuals earn more than 99000 and couples earning more than uh, 198000 will not be getting any checks. <clears throat> the checks will be based on the household or individual's tax return unless they can be filed by a 2019 tax return. So it's going to be based upon your tax return for 2018. Uh, unless you've already done your 2019, which I haven't yet, thank God. Um, the Treasury Secretary said last week, checks will be sent out. Okay, so it looks like they're sending out checks. The checks will be sent out as early as uh, the 6th of April. Um, so according to this article at The Guardian, they're going to be sending out checks to folks. Does that make sense?
0: Is that is that based off of... The legislation that is passed or is that based off of legislation that's currently in the house the question is where when was that article written two days ago okay and so that's two days ago and is it written so that might have been the first one that came up but here's the thing it sounds like what they're talking about is like that five hundred dollar bailout um or five hundred billion dollars that the issue with that is that the the senate's plan basically said five hundred Five hundred billion dollars can go to anyone, and the government doesn't have to say who they gave it to. The government doesn't have to report it, um, and there's no specific regulations on what industries, what companies, how much can go to any of those, uh, and they don't have to report. You're
1: referencing hmm? you're referencing the big bailout. Is essentially what you're referencing the the one that goes to corporations, the five hundred.
0: Yeah, and that's that yeah. doesn't have to be. Um, they don't have to report who they paid for another 6 months. And that's where people are getting frustrated because it's they're saying do we have like that was what the senate offered. Now the house came back with some other bs which was um we'll give 1.5 trillion but you have to include or it's either 1.5 or 2.5 trillion but you have to include uh forced uh, emissions regulations on these airlines. They have to uh, uh, show diversity quotas over the next three years. You have to. Oh,
1: uh, so fucking typical of politics, right? And so, is so it? the
0: argument is: Are we are we're not going to give money to what is essentially a slush fund for anyone that uh, the government says gets that money? And right now, the question is: Does Trump get that money? And he openly was asked that question. uh, Would his businesses be able to be uh, included in this bailout? And he said, well, I'm not saying they can't. And so basically, the fear is that he's going to give himself money and all of his donors money, and they're going to use that money to help him get reelected. And then they're not going to admit that until a month before election.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, I okay, I know. Okay. Sorry, yes. I,
0: I, I'll fucking cut yeah, this yeah. out. But we're staying. We're, stay,
1: we're, st- we're, st- we're staying. I, I, we're We're
0: positive. We're staying positive. And then, and then, I, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying. And then the, uh, and then the response to that was, well, fine. We, you said no to that, and now what are you saying? And their response is, you have to show diversity quotas, and you have to make uh, uh, mail in voting legal, uh, uh, mandatory for all states, and it's, it's just. Right, it's a bunch of politics. It's a bunch of fucking politics. I do have something that's really positive, though. Okay, yeah, sorry, because I know that stuff's nuts. Redeem, redeem yourself.
1: Redeem yourself. So,
0: so politics aside, yes, getting that money looks like it's going to be tough. Um, The the House voted that down. I don't know if it's confirmed that we're going to get that money um, yet. However, Netflix has said that they're offering a hundred million dollar relief fund for freelancers in the creative field.
1: Interesting. I did see that. I did see
0: that. that. Yeah. Uh, If the government can't do it, we have to. And that's what they're doing.
1: That's interesting. I did see that. I did see a cynical take on that where it was like, uh, it's only going to go to people working for Netflix. I don't know if that's 100% true. Uh, Um, I,
0: I have the release if you want me to read what they said about that.
1: Well, can you par- can you
0: paraphrase yeah, it? I, I highlighted. I look, man. All right, I only rant about <laughs> politics. Uh, so we've created a one hundred million dollar fund to help uh, with hardship in the creative community. Most of the fund will go towards the workers on Netflix's own production. This is in addition to the two weeks' pay we've already committed to the crew and cast on productions we were forced to suspend last week. Fifteen million dollars of the fund will go to third parties and nonprofits offering emergency relief to out-of-work crew and cast in countries uh, where Netflix has a big production base. Also, one hundred million each will go to SAG-AFTRA COVID nineteen Disaster Fund, the Motion Picture and Television Fund, and the Actors Fund emergency assistance. With one million to be split between the AFC and Fondation de RT. So, mm. basically, that hundred million is turned to fifteen.
1: Got it. And then it's funny that you just brought up the SAG stuff, because we have a lot of actors that listen to the show. Uh, I'm reading right now that SAG uh, is doing a fund for members. So if you're a member, uh, they have created a COVID disaster fund to aid SAG-AFTRA members impacted by COVID-19. The Actors Fund will be administering resources and services on the ground. Uh, members seeking to apply and interesting donators who want to give please go to their website for more information that's sagaftra so that's s-a-g-a-f-t-r-a dot foundation backslash covid19 relief um this is something that sag is doing so uh yeah because actors are fucked <laughs> Yep. because uh, the productions aren't happening it's already been tough enough to make a to make a Uh, go at it anyways. So if you're in the union, if you're in SAG, then it looks like you may have an option for that. Uh, What else you
0: got, Liam? Um, So on a lower, kind of more indie level, I'm part of a Discord channel for uh, Adobe's Creative Cloud. And so they have different channels Uh for the uh, After Effects and Premiere Pro users, which if anybody's doing that, it's through Reddit. Um, the different Reddit subreddits for those uh, have their own Discord channels. But all of them, including the UI and UX, and Adobe XD is really where I found this, they're offering a Google Doc for the resources for the creative community. And when I clicked on it, there were like five resources. But I just opened it up again. Huge amount of resources um, from things like funding and relief resources, online events for musicians, for film and video, for photos, uh, design mm. tools, libraries, um, a link for anybody who wants to help in Canada and in Ireland, uh, all sorts of stuff. Really, I, I and it's. I mean, this started yesterday, and and we're mm. seeing it already get really nice. It's super organized. Um, direct links. I can add that in below. I was the, I humble brag here, but not really because when I got there, I, <laughs> I asked them, I was like, is this just for like UX UI designers? And they were like, no, it's for anybody. I was like, Oh, cool. Cause I've got a couple links that I've been finding for filmmakers. So we created the film and video section of it. And there are a lot of, uh, of responses and some really, really great mm-hmm. stuff. And it, and it's open. So anybody can add anything I believe. Um, but because it's open, the the whole thing is like, don't be a dick and take it down because then a lot of people are going to suffer.
1: Sure. Sure. So where's this?
0: Uh, it's actually a direct link to a Google doc. So I'm going it, to, it's available in the Adobe discord channels, but also I'm going to add it to the show notes.
1: Okay. That's great. That's great. Um, I know that some of this stuff you guys may already know about, But we're just trying to let you know what we're doing the research on, um, because uh, one of the, I I think the big issue with this whole virus thing is the economy, Uh, and we know how tough the economy was already. I don't care what people are saying about the economy being strong. When you work in our business and you're a filmmaker and you're a freelancer, it has been brutal, to say the fucking least. Um, And now it's twice as bad, if not 10 times as bad. So um, I think it's important that we keep our eyes out. There are a lot of people out there that are uh, providing alternatives or options for us. Uh, Make sure that you stay informed. And if there's stuff that uh, we fuck up on this show, if there's stuff that we should know about, if there are things that you think that the listeners should know about, uh, please write to us. Um, best place to do it is on Instagram at Mike Petchy on Instagram or at in love with the process pod. That's in love with the process P O D on Instagram. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to highlight before we wrap this up, Liam?
0: Um, there are a couple other uh, just fun stuff that I've found. Um, Sh- sure. What do we so got? So, Like it, because like you were saying, you know, um, taking this time to learn a new skill uh, places like aperture right now are doing a really great deal. Um, I, I sent, I I messaged this, I think I tagged you in it, um, when I posted Mm -hmm. it on Mm -hmm. Instagram, but they're doing a weekly live stream and they're giving away lights. Like they're just, they're giving away lights. Uh, the idea is, and here's the real kicker, it's product training that, so basically, yeah, they're, they're doing weekly live streams, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, at noon Pacific time. Mondays and Wednesdays they're doing actual product training that they use to give to people who are like in the union who are working um, for rental houses and uh, sellers and whatnot. So they're actually training people in their product to give them a certificate saying you are a licensed uh, uh, retailer reseller, or whatever um, for their product. They're giving that out as a live stream on Facebook for free.
1: And this is for Aperture's lights and everything. Yep. So if you're somebody that's in the business and you want to learn more about lighting if you want they're giving away fucking free lights that's awesome yeah dude by the way um that's a that's really fucking cool um and those guys are really great if you guys had heard some of our episodes on our regular podcast uh we recently sat down with ted uh from aperture and he's he's the man so those guys are really cool they have really good intentions and apparently they're showing it again uh, by doing something like this, so fucking kudos to those boys
0: for that. Yeah, I, and School of Motion uh, is giving away a couple of their uh, courses. They're they're offering scholarships, um, free scholarships for anyone who is being affected by this. And it's not it's not for anyone. They're only giving a limited amount of scholarships, but you can apply if you're being directly affected by COVID nineteen. So if you go mm. on and you uh, fill out something like that, you get what is essentially a, a, a course, a legit course on how to do things from character animation to uh, designing for uh, animation f- to cinema 4D. I mean, just really, really cool stuff. They had they just came out with an expressions engine, uh, ex- expressions course for After Effects, and then a bunch of other stuff. I'm not trying to plug them. I just I I learned a lot of what I know from watching their free stuff and the fact that they're offering mm-hmm. this, i it's just, it's really great.
1: Dude, it's fantastic. And it's a good uh, career path uh, because you use those skills, not only for the movie industry, not only for the entertainment industry, but also the fucking video game industry, which is huge. Um, and so a lot of folks out there are looking at what they're doing in, in their career, whether you're an actor, whether you're a filmmaker and you're like, look after this, I, I, need some sort of stability i need to try to figure out uh where i can make some cash um the post-production industry is still pretty goddamn strong um and so learning those skills like trying to figure out how to do uh after effects stuff how to do cinema 4d stuff these are all very specialized skills that take time to learn and take time to master i always equate it to like learning how to play a guitar it's like that kind of specific attention to detail and guess what you have the fucking time to do it now. And it's actually really great that they're offering those things up, dude. That's a uh, really cool, a really cool fucking resource. And I, I know the guys over there at School of Motion, uh, Joey's a really cool dude. Uh, and kudos to those guys as well for fucking helping out. It sounds like we're plugging these guys. We're not, We're not. they're not sponsoring us. We're not, we have no sponsor allegiance here. Um, this is just some really good stuff that Liam is finding. Uh, anything else, buddy?
0: Uh, there's a new Childish Gambino album out.
1: <laughs> oh, did he come out with a new one?
0: Oh, yeah. No, and it's awesome. And it's on iTunes and Spotify and all sorts of stuff. It's not like an official album, but it's basically a collection of different uh, experimental songs that he's been working on. And they're dope. And everybody should listen to it. And I'm huh. definitely not sponsored by that guy, but he's the man.
1: I have to check it out. I didn't realize that. I was listening last night because Run the Jewels just released a single last night, which is fucking awesome. And then um, I've been listening to The Weeknd's new album, which dropped, which is really great too. Um, So there is a bunch of really good content out there for us to consume, thankfully, while we're doing this. Um, And uh, what are you guys binging now? What are you guys watching now? That's another question that we have for you. Let us know what you're watching, I hope uh on last on this week's episode of the actual show of in love with the process we talked about animation and uh shane daring was on the episode he's the animator for adult swim he does all of adult swims uh promo pieces uh he's a really great dude i love his fucking animation um but him and i got real nerdy about anime um about 1980s and 1990s animation uh Obviously, most of us have seen Akira, but dig deep. And if you go on and listen to that episode, I give you guys a list at the end of the episode of great animes that I love, stuff that you should check out. And if you've been following the Instagram accounts, I just recently posted yesterday because a lot of people didn't realize that The Matrix wouldn't have been The Matrix if it wasn't for an anime called Ghost in the Shell. And I know that a lot of you have seen the Scarlet Johansson movie. But go and watch the actual anime, the anime that started it all and influenced so many uh, filmmakers out there. I think it's the Akira being the the Bible. I think this is second in line for anime. Um, so definitely go check it out. If you disagree with me, then write to me and tell me to go fuck myself. Um, but I think it's the shit. So, yeah, man, I think that's it. We're, we're clocking in at the end here, man. Is there anything else that you want to throw in?
0: Uh not really. Um, I mean, there's a couple others that I'll just add into the show notes, but I I basically blew my load on r- uh, ranting about the fucking <laughs> Democrats and Republicans <laughs> and all that good
1: stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be more cautious when bringing up politics on this show, motherfucker. Um, so thanks, Liam, for doing all that research. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will appreciate it as well. And like you said, he'll put hot links underneath the episode. Uh, so that you guys can get that. And I hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed this episode of our special COVID series. Um, and I hope it's giving you guys something to think about and a little bit of inspiration uh, into how to stay fucking sane as we are locked away and uh, fighting this virus. One thing that I was thinking about uh, last night, Liam, was that um, usually when something terrible happens, It's usually pretty much self-contained somewhere. So like if you're having like a bad time or if you're going through a divorce, if you're going through a breakup and you're just like, all I want to do, you know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pack my bags and go on a fucking flight. I'm going to go on a vacation to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing with this uh, event is that it's literally affecting every corner of the fucking planet. So there is no escaping it. Uh, So I think it's super important that we turn inward, right? Let's tackle our shit inside. Let's tackle our shit um, and not uh, try to run off and escape from it. It's here. It's part of our reality. Um, let's move on as much as we possibly can through this thing um, and get be prepared to move on because there's still a lot going on. There's still a lot of pain and suffering. There's still a lot of shit that people are dealing with and there's still a lot of uncertainty and fear. That is all there. And I believe that we're gonna be able to get past this as long as we have uh, the goal to work on ourselves. So, I don't know, that's me being optimistic. And you're not gonna catch this all the time because usually I'm pretty fucking cynical. So that's me attempting to be optimistic. And does it sound like bullshit, Liam, is it good?
0: <laughs> you know, from anyone else, I'd be like, yeah, this this sounds great, but it, it, it really surprises me that the entire world is becoming cynical and you're like, dude, this is, things are good. Things are okay.
1: <laughs> well, you know what the truth of it is that personally um my life really hasn't changed that much because um I haven't had any casualties of this thing yet and hopefully fingers crossed I won't. Um but my my daily routine is pretty much the same. I'm still locked in my edit suite. I'm still living the life of a freelancer. Um, and I'm still dealing month to month on whether or not I'm going to have enough money to pay for rent and whether or not I'm going to have enough money to survive. That's kind of the role that I chose 19 years ago. That is the existence that I've been living in since then. Um, and so I, I guess I've been prepared for something like this because we live this way. And I just want to let you guys know that uh, as terrible as it seems and as uncertain as it seems, if you can find a way To live on that uncertainty, if you can find a way to create your own sense of gravity where gravity doesn't exist, you can create your own routines that you do that make you comfortable, that help keep you sane, then you'll get through this. And not only will you get through this, you're going to come out of the back end with a whole new fucking outlook and you come out of the back end stronger and ready to have the biggest badass barbecue you could ever make. Think about that. I think that's where we're going to end the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Liam, for being on, brother. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing all the hard fucking work on the uh, on the episodes. Give uh, Liam a shout out. Go over and say hello to him on Instagram. Um, and uh, it's liam.d.obrian on Instagram. Go over there and tell him he's doing a good job. If you think he sucks, go over there and tell him He sucks. Fully endorse that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.